Hello, everybody, and welcome to another big Big Ten football show. I'm your host, Danny Mogo. This is the first edition of our Big Bets Bowl episodes, and we're going to be previewing the Guarantee Rate Bowl, which is the first bowl game uh, involving a Big Ten team as the Minnesota Golden Gophers take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. The last time uh, we spoke, or I spoke, I should say, uh, was championship week. That was a 2-0 and week, plus three units to get us to 45-30-1, plus 23.5 units on the season. So let's dive into this game. It's uh, Tuesday night, 10-15, on ESPN. The game is at Chase Field in Arizona. PJ Fleck, the head coach of the Golden Gophers, who went eight and four um, on the season. He's four and one in bowl games, two and oh at Minnesota. And their record this year against bowl teams was four and two. They are fairly healthy. You know, they've had those running backs that have been hurt all, you know, for much of the season um, since week one in the case of Mohamed Ibrahim. But otherwise, they seem to be pretty much intact. Uh, didn't lose a ton in the transfer portal. Did see their backup quarterback put his name in the portal, though. They go up against a West Virginia team that went just 6-6 six and six this season, 4-5 and five in conference play. Just two and six against bowl teams. Uh, they have a couple of guys who are listed as questionable, including linebacker Lance Dixon. They've had um, more guys enter the portal. Isaiah Esdale, their wide receiver, was one of their better wide receivers. Not their leading receiver, but still, he was a solid contributor. He was also their primary punt returner. And they will also be without running back Letty Brown, who opted for the NFL draft, which none of the Gopher players have done. There is one common opponent between these two teams. Uh, WVU lost at Maryland 30-24 to in Week 1. That's a Maryland team that Minnesota handled rather easily 34-16 to in Week 8, although that game was at home. The total for this game is 45. Minnesota is minus 190. West Virginia plus 170 on the money line. Now, the Golden Gophers are coming off an excellent season, which included an upset of rival Wisconsin in the season finale. That ended their long home losing streak to the rival Badgers. So they are riding high coming into this bowl game. The Gophers not only went over their total of 6.5, but they did so against Power 5 opponents as they went 8-4 and four on the year, 7-3 and three against Power 5 teams. Meanwhile, uh, West Virginia was just 5-6 and six against Power 5 teams, including that 4-5 and five record in conference play. They needed that week to win over LIU. Shout out to my boy Lloyd Ribner who scheduled that game for the Sharks in Morgantown. The Mountaineers needed that game to put them in position to make a bowl. Um, you know, as I mentioned, they're 2-6 and six against bowl teams. Pretty 
unimpressive from the Mountaineers, who, uh, while the Gophers went 4-2 and two when they played bowl teams this season, and really, as any team in the country, as much as any team in the country, the Gophers have an offensive identity. You have to love that in general when a team knows who and what they are and what the goal is when they go into a game. Their goal is to ground and pound opponents behind a mammoth offensive line that features several NFL prospects. This unit isn't just big, but it is extremely experienced. The most experienced offensive line in FBS football with 230 combined starts. Senior Connor Olson, he leads the way with a Big Ten record 57 starts. He's one of six offensive linemen on the team with 19 plus starts going into this bowl game. Um, they've had two uh, all Big Ten first team players, including Daniel Falele, the 380 pound Aussie. And we're talking about two first teamers in a conference that features Ohio State's offensive line, which people were saying. All five of these guys could get drafted maybe, you know, either this year or next year in the case of Paris Johnson, as well as Michigan, who just won the Moore Award for the best offensive line in all college football. So despite that competition, and obviously the rest of the Big, Tw Big Ten, including Wisconsin, which year in and year out produces top-notch offensive linemen. Despite all that competition, Minnesota was able to feature not one, but two first-team Big Ten players. That's how good this offensive line is, and it doesn't stop there. As you have tight end Keeft, who flirted with the all-time record for pro football focus grades for a tight end, putting up a grade comparable to Kyle Pitts, just behind Kyle Pitts and George Kittle, and in Keith's case, it's basically based exclusively on his run blocking. So it's that strength up front that has allowed Minnesota not to miss a beat at all this season, despite losing their top two running backs to injuries, filling in as a pair of an ode to Dick Vitale here, diaper dandies, baby, and Marquise Irving and Kai Thomas, who's the more physical of the two. They've got six 100-yard games between them in the second half of the season, and they will be running against a West Virginia defense that allows 3.87 yards per carry. I know that doesn't sound too bad, but when you consider that, you know, Minnesota's played against teams like Wisconsin, Iowa, Wisconsin allows two yards per carry. So 3.87 would rank the Mountaineers ninth in the Big Ten, a bottom half of the Big Ten rush defense behind Illinois. So I, I am very confident that Minnesota will be able to run the football. And running the football isn't the only reason that P.J. Flex teams have traveled well, particularly this team. The Gophers are 4-1 on the road this season. They're 13-7 away from home in their past 17 either road or neutral site games, that includes bowl games. This season, their defense, one of the best in the country, is ranked fourth nationally in total defense, and they're ninth in passing defense, rushing defense, and scoring 
defense. And it's a unit that's gotten better and better as the year has gone along. They've gotten better at getting after the quarterback. They had no sacks in the first two games. Um, their past six games, they have not allowed over 300 yards in any of those contests. That's the longest streak in the country. They are tied with Alabama and Georgia for the second most games of holding teams below 300 yards. Only Wisconsin has more of those games. And they're ranked 11th by SP+. So the Minnesota defense is the best unit on either team by, by objective measures. Um, nearly matching Minnesota's edge when WVU has the ball is this special teams. Again, I'm going to go to SP+. Plus. I, I, as I've done this all year. I'm not a special teams expert, so I'm going to rely. I'm going to lean a little heavier on this, and especially when there's a big gap. If there's not a big gap, I'm probably not going to factor this into the play, but Minnesota is ranked 41st in special teams per SP+, while West Virginia is 100th, and as I mentioned earlier, they will be without their punt returner. So that is a significant enough edge, in my opinion, that it should be another check mark in favor of the Gophers. Uh, finally, you know, we're always talking about motivation and coming off a 3-4 and four season in 2020 where they didn't make a bowl, I don't expect Minnesota to have any issues with motivation, throw in the fact of P.J. Fleck being 4-1 at bowl games. And let's be honest, I mean, the man the man is a living, breathing, uh, motivational uh, uh, being, right? This is what he does. This is his thing, sprinting from one end of the field to the other as they change fields between the first and second quarter and the third and fourth quarter. This is what he does best. Um, we've never seen the Gophers not be motivated, and there's no reason to expect why that will be a case uh, tomorrow night on Tuesday night. They appear they appear to be healthy. Um, Minnesota, meanwhile, West Virginia will be without Letty Brown, who opted out as I mentioned earlier. Their leading rusher, so we have you know the better team coming in fully at full strength as much as they can be. Um, you know, obviously they had a couple of those injuries to the running backs early in the season, but they've dealt with that. Um, while West Virginia is losing a key piece of their offense, arguably after the quarterback, the most important piece of their offense, really the only blemish you can find in Minnesota since the end of the regular season, since that big win over Wisconsin is the fact that they had to fire. Well, I shouldn't say had to, but they felt that the need to fire their offensive coordinator, Mike Sanford Jr. But even that move, even that move, losing your offensive coordinator, losing your play caller, um, has a silver lining because they've decided to replace him by bringing back Kirk Soraka. Now, Soraka was their OC a couple years ago before he left for Penn State in, 20, in 2019, and that's when Tanner Morgan... Minnesota's quarterback had his big season as a sophomore. That was the best year Morgan had as a starter for the Gophers. Better than last season, better than this year. And it's probably why he's coming back for a sixth year, because he wants a full season playing uh, for Soraka. Now, while Soraka isn't calling the plays, I still think it's a plus for Morgan. Now, not only that, 
what do you think Kirk Soraka did this past season? He was let go by uh, Penn State from being their, their OC uh, last season during the COVID year, which is kind of a rough way to go. But he spent this past year as an analyst. You want to guess where? At West Virginia. Wouldn't you know it? At West Virginia. So who knows the Mountaineers better than Kirk Soraka, who worked on their staff this year. So even though he's not going to be calling the plays, I expect him to have a big impact on this game in a positive way for the Golden Gophers. Bottom line, Minnesota, this is a damn good football team. In my opinion, they should be ranked in the top 25. Um, they're there by SP rankings. SP Plus has them ranked 20th in the country. Uh, PFF's power rankings has them 15th. I don't know if I'm going to go as high as 15th, but 20 sounds about right, certainly in the top 25. So this is a good football team with an outstanding running game, one of the best offensive lines, one of the best defenses in all of college football. WVU, this is not me. This is not me saying this. This is Bill Connolly, SP+. They are the lowest ranked Power 5 team to make a bowl. I'm not including Rutgers, who was not part of the original bowl schedule with their 5-7 and seven record. They have been, you know, a standby. Uh, I'm sure uh, Hugh Jackman is a big fan of Rutgers because we know he loves himself the standbys. They are the backbones of the bowl season. So, I, I, you know, not including Rutgers... The Mountaineers are the lowest-ranked SP Plus team. In my opinion, you can definitely make a case this is the biggest mismatch involving a Big Ten team. I'm surprised this line is under a touchdown considering everything. So my pick is an easy one. Minnesota minus four and a half. My confidence level, we're making this, uh, we're not going biggest bet, but we're going bigger bet. So full unit. Uh, we've done very good this season on our bigger bets. Uh, let me look it up here. 23-11, and 11, our best record overall of any of our level of bets, plus 12 units. Uh, so, you know, we're going we're going pretty strong with the Gophers this, uh, this week. I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to win on both sides of the ball, throw in, sprinkle in a little special teams and I see them winning this game by double digits somewhere in the 10 to maybe even 20 range. Um, that wraps up our first bowl big bets edition. Check back in tomorrow for another episode. I may I may do more than one bowl um, for tomorrow. still playing it by ear a little bit. I hope you guys don't mind that. Uh, please, as always, like, subscribe, all that good stuff that you do for all the podcasts, and let's keep on winning.